Welcome back, Vijay. Thanks. So continuing our uh, last conversation, yeah. you first uh, started with managing six people. Yeah. And before you uh, leave Facebook, uh, you were managing 1,200 people. 1,200, yeah. Yeah. And that is a quite a unique journey. And I'm curious about what are your top priorities when you were IC, manager, director, and VP? Yeah. Are they, are they very different? Very different. So when you're an IC, you have a responsibility for building the product, thinking really deep about like how to build the product, mm -hmm. and a lot of times about the dependencies for the teams that are both in your dependency chain and mm -hmm. where you are the dependency chain for other people. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, you know, just going from a junior engineer to a senior engineer, you kind of like start to shape your day-to-day. -day. It's no longer just about writing code. It does a lot about like dealing with some of the cross-functional, cross-team collaboration and so on. Um, and you get really effective at that and you actually gather a lot of influence and that's how you get really uh, good at what you do. Then once you become a manager, uh -huh. your responsibilities change dramatically. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So it's no longer about just delivering products. It's about actually making your team more efficient. It's about coaching people. It's about growing people. It's about understanding what they care about, what they need, and providing that, removing roadblocks. So a lot of what I did on a day-to-day -day basis was all centered around people. Mm -hmm. And that's as a line manager. So as a manager of six people, uh -huh. I had like one-on-ones with them on a regular basis, really knew exactly what individuals cared about, what they were motivated by, and then starting to provide those. So I guess coaching, cultivating people, make people yeah. efficient, effective. But at line managers, uh, an interesting position because there are some tech leads yeah. and there are managers and there are tech lead managers. Yes. So what is the biggest difference between a tech lead who tech lead six people yes. versus a manager who manage uh, six people? Yeah, I firmly believe that you should not manage people if you don't derive satisfaction from growing people around you. Uh -huh. That is the most important element of like people management. If you If you don't care about your people, then you shouldn't become a manager. Oh. So it's not necessarily about like scope, not necessarily about expanding your responsibility. Uh -huh. It is literally the one thing is about, do you care about the people? Okay. Do you care enough to make sure that they are growing, uh -huh. that they're getting what they want? And then you're removing their roadblocks. So it's, it's not about like, you know, a lot of times people think about management as a way to get promoted as a way to go up. I take a very different stance. I, I believe that management is a career change. If you want to go into management, you better like growing your people. Okay. I think the overlap is making the business or a product successful, but uh, there is a huge part to management that is about people. All about people. Yeah. And the way you make your business successful is through people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, two different approaches to yeah. solve those. Yeah. And there, I, know, I know there are lot, lots of other models which have worked in the past. Um, mm -hmm. It's just something that I believe very deeply that that's how we implemented it at Statsic as well. In Statsic, if you want to be a people manager, your primary responsibility is to make sure that the people around you are growing and coached and actually excelling in what they do. Okay. Then this takes to my next uh, question from the line manager to the, yeah. I guess, senior managers, directors. Yeah. Uh, they are not only responsible for growing the team, but they are also responsible for the success and failure of the product or the yes. business. Yes. This is another interesting thing where I learned a lot from Rajiv, who is the CTO of Atlassian, mm -hmm. who is like a, a 
a very good people manager, lots of lessons to take away from. One thing that he mentioned was a line manager to a manager of managers and then to a director or a VP. These are very, very different sets of uh, expertise that you bring to the table. It's almost like conduction, convection, and radiation. In you know, in heat exchange, you would have read about like conduction is where yeah. when you have like individuals where you're having like one-on-one conversation, yes. where you actually have a touch point with every one of your team uh-huh. members, wherein you understand deeply how people are motivated, what they care about, what they're doing on a day-to-day basis, and then you can remove them blocks uh, uh-huh. directly. Um, that's the line manager. Uh-huh. And when you become a manager of managers, which you actually like now have to understand how to influence indirectly, yeah. you no longer are directly talking to the people that are on the ground uh, building product. You're coaching managers, uh-huh. and then you're teaching them some of these elements so they can then go and actually become effective with their people. So that's convection. So it's kind of like you're passing on heat to a molecule uh-huh. that then goes to you know another molecule yeah. and you know through conduction or another convection actually passes on the heat so that's kind of like a really a mental picture of like you know how it differs from like line management yeah and i think important distinction here is abstraction yeah. now you don't have the direct knowledge of the product of the people exactly you have to rely on other people's judgment exactly yeah we always talk about probably one of the most important traits of a leader is judgment yes and how do you develop for that? Yeah, and so this is one of those, you know, you can read as many books as you want, yeah. and there's going to be a set of mistakes that you're going to make mm-hmm. no matter who you are. Every one of us, like I've made a bunch of mistakes, and you learn from that. Mm-hmm. An individual, each person, each management style, everyone brings a flavor, and that's mm-hmm. also going to be different. And so depending on the team that you actually end up building, you're going to have to, like, tailor your coaching methodologies mm-hmm. to them. And this becomes very apparent when you have six managers, each with a very different management style. And now you have to coach them and you have to make sure that they're effective in their jobs and they're actually like able to provide a meaningful coaching experience for their individual uh, reports. It becomes a recursive problem, but you also like learn. You learn uh, a set of shortcuts um, along the way. I feel like we can double click on this because I hear like learning, coaching, a lot of these keywords. But let's save these topics for the future. Okay. And today, let's go back to the original question. Yes. Uh, like the coaching is an important aspect of being indirect or like a director. Yeah. And what are other responsibilities? Yeah. So the last part is being a director where you're kind of like managing managers of managers yeah. or a large organization. So imagine when I was managing 1,200 people, there is really no way I could like get individual connection with everyone in the org. Mm-hmm. So I have to resort to cultural uh, tools. So you establish what is culture. What is culture really like? You know, mm. Culture is a set of unwritten rules that mm. people absorb from others and then learn to establish for them and actually hold on true within the organization. So as a leader, you establish culture. A very good litmus test is like you can pick any leaf node in your organization and ask the question, like, what would they tell about this organization? Mm. What would they share as a unique element about my org or their leader or you know how everything is run in the company or in the organization so that's a very good way to like measure how effective the culture the leader is establishing is permeating everywhere there's a set of tools like all hands Uh those are the tools you use to actually like 
set the vision, set the strategy, uh, set the culture, and then you then rely on you know your leaders to then make sure that all of those are actually being effectively used and then are all leading towards uh, the right outcomes, whether it is a product outcome or a business outcome. This may sound abstract, but I recall people who worked with you at Facebook uh, in your organization or in your teams, there is a very unique culture, mm. especially a scrappy yes. uh, is a big part. And you can almost tell, you know, this person has worked with Vijay before. <laughs> <laughs> so last question uh, on top of that, um, that is how to make the organizations more efficient. Correct. But I'm guessing as the uh, business owner yep. or the product owner, uh, a lot of your responsibility is going to be set the vision or just find out the right solution mm -hmm. yourself because nobody else can make those decisions for you anymore. Actually, I take a very different stance. So vision and direction is set by me, right? There needs to be one vision that uh -huh. everybody aligns with, yes. one direction that everybody aligns with even competitive landscape, like, you know, who are we in this competitive landscape? So those are the things that I believe in establishing. Mm -hmm. And that there should be no question about that. That should be extremely clear to uh -huh. everyone in the organization, everyone in the company. Uh -huh. If there's a question about that, then we have a bigger problem. Yeah. Then the individual details are left to the individual leaders to actually resolve. So the next level leader is responsible for taking that vision and then like, okay, in my particular responsibility, how do I strategize? What is the strategy that will align with this vision? And then the next level will break that strategy down into, okay, what is the quarterly goals mm -hmm. or what is the quarterly plan? And then it breaks down into, okay, what is the weekly goal or weekly plan or what are we doing on a daily basis? You know, those are the kinds of breakdowns that will happen. And I, I will not be involved in like individual level of like, you know, because there's autonomy brings a lot of satisfaction, motivation in, in an set of alignment. So you don't want to take those away from the leaders and the individuals. And so to be clear, vision, direction is extremely important. Everyone has to be set from the top but the rest of the details has to become um, from the people that are responsible for those. All right, so uh, I guess taking all that knowledge uh, back to, like for example, if I'm a junior or senior engineer yeah. at a work, if I look at my leader and uh, I want to make take my stand or, or have my opinion of uh, if that is an effective leader, yeah. so maybe have a clear vision yes. is very important, yes. uh, have a culture, very strong culture. Very strong culture is, uh, is that? Yeah, oh. I think if you, this is my leaf node question, you know, the litmus, yeah. litmus test, like if you can answer the question, what do my, what does my leader care about? Uh -huh. uh, what do, what does he or she care about in terms of like the, the way I operate? What do I do on a daily basis? You know, what is the vision? What, you know, are we going the right direction? What is the business headed? You know, all of those things. If I can answer that question on behalf of my leader, uh -huh. Then I'm, and then that there's an established culture. Then that place is a great place. Yeah, that is, I think that is a very concrete example, and yeah. I have definitely seen effective organizations have this kind of yeah setup. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Vijay. Thank you. See you next time.